Misty, and welcome to Kidacity, where we learn, share, and take action together. I'm your host, Samar Chitta. I'm 11 years old and live in Bengaluru, India. I'm also an aspiring author. Kidacity is a fun place for kids, like you and me, to learn about various topics that interest us. This season, we will learn about countries around the world, their culture, history, and most importantly, one problem that the children in that country are facing. From time to time, I will also bring inspiring interviews with adults and children. No learning is complete without putting it into action. So, at the end of each episode, there will be a segment where you can take action about the topic of that episode. If you love to learn and love to listen to inspiring people around us, you have come to the right place. Welcome to episode 106. Recently, on November 12th, people across India, in fact, across the world, celebrated Diwali, the festival of lights. Diwali is not actually a single day, which most people think it is, but is in fact spread across five days, which are Day 1, Tanteras. On this day, people buy gold and silver jewelry, utensils, new clothes, etc. and get rid of the old things. Many people clean their homes to welcome Goddess Lakshmi. Day number two, Chodi Diwali or Naraka Chaturdashi. The second day of Diwali signifies Lord Krishna's defeat of the evil and villainous king, Narkasura. People decorate their houses and make sweets and delicious dishes on this day. Day three, Diwali or Lakshmi Puja. The third day of Diwali is the day that most people link the five-day festival of Diwali to. This day is in honor of Goddess Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth and prosperity. Lakshmi Puja is unlike other pujas, as you worship Goddess Lakshmi during the evening, not during the day. People do this by lighting diyas, tiny clay pots filled with oils and wicks, and praying to Goddess Lakshmi, before placing the diyas outside the house, inviting the goddess inside. Then, almost everybody bursts crackers with their friends and family and have a delicious meal. Day number 4 Padva or also known as Govardhan Puja The fourth day of Diwali is all about the relationship between the husband and the wife. The husbands will typically buy a gift for their wives and in some places it also signifies the day that Lord Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill to protect the villagers of Brindavan from rains caused by Lord Indra's anger. Some people also offer a mountain of food to Lord Krishna, symbolizing him lifting the hill, while other people make clay and cow dung fingers from the event. And last but not the least, day 5, which is Bhaiduj. The final day of Diwali celebrates the love between siblings. It signifies the bond between Lord Yama and his sister Yami or Yamuna. Sisters will sometimes place a tilak on their brother's forehead while brothers will give gifts to their sisters. I hope everybody listening had a great Diwali. Now back to this week's episode 
Today we are going on a 16-hour long flight west from the crackers and the dias to a country known for its movie industry, being the world's most dominant military and economic power. All sorts of snacks, a booming aviation business, many tech companies, and a plethora of celebrities. <laughs> now, welcome back to the G20 series. Like I mentioned in my previous episode, the G20, a group of 20, is an organization comprising of 19 countries and both the European Union and the African Union. It works to address major issues related to the global economy, such as international financial stability, climate change, migration, and sustainable development of the future. I hope that you've had enough time to guess that this week's country is Los Estados Unidos in Spanish or in English, the United States of America. Stay tuned to learn five amazing aspects about the United States. Let's first get to know a bit more about the United States and its geography. The United States is part of North America. It is bordered by two countries, Canada in the north and Mexico in the south. In fact, it shares the world's longest border with Canada. On the east lies the Pacific Ocean and on the west lies the Atlantic. The United States has 50 states. 48 of them are part of the mainland United States and two Hawaii and Alaska are not. The capital of the United States is Washington DC, located on the west coast, which and is about 225 miles or 362 kilometers south of one of the most well-known cities in the world, if not the most, New York. The United States does not actually have a national language, but the most commonly spoken language is English, specifically American English. with 78.5% of the country speaking it. Like I mentioned, the United States has lots and lots and lots and lots of industries. But the most well-known industries are the movie industry, which is Hollywood, IT or information technology, which includes Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, aviation, which includes in Boeing, media, which is Netflix and YouTube, as well as the Hollywood industry with movies such as I don't know anything Mission Impossible um and I think probably any one of your favorite English movies is probably from here. When you go to the United States, there are a plethora of activities to do. Based on the cities, so when you go to New York, you must definitely visit the Empire State Building, the Broadway Central Park and go to one of the many museum, one of the many museums located in the city. And I would recommend going to the Museum of Modern Art or MoMA. And when in San Francisco, go to Alcatraz Island, the Golden Gate Bridge, and Palo Alto, which is home to Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. And also, if you really are keen, you can also visit the Stanford campus, which is also located in the area. When in LA or Los Angeles, go to Hollywood, or you may be lucky enough to spot some of these famous celebrities that I just mentioned. Go to Universal Studios and go high-end shopping. And then when you're in Miami, visit the beautiful beaches and go north to Orlando for Disneyland. When in Atlanta, go to the Coca-Cola factory and museums across the city to learn about the art. Also, don't miss out on the Six Flags amusement park nearby. When in Chicago, go to Millennium Park, eat the famous Chicago deep dish pizza and the Chicago and go to the Chicago theater. 
all in all there is way too much to do in the united states so plan your trip according to your things that interest you the most now time to talk about history is actually not that old only about it's only been about 247 years since its independence which i think is actually one of the longest times since independence but it is also the oldest democracy in the world because of its long 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 independent history as a nation but how was this country even discovered christopher columbus famous italian sailor who landed on the shores of this continent in 1492 Meaning that this continent was actually discovered exactly 531 years ago. But how did Christopher Columbus land up in here? The story goes as such. Christopher Columbus, like I mentioned, was an Italian conqueror who decided to go to India one fine morning in search of spice and jewels so he could become rich, rich, rich and loaded with money. Up until then all the European conquerors decided that they would sail around Africa and through the Indian Ocean until they finally landed up on the Indian shores meaning that it took a lot of time lots of effort lots of money and lots of people to actually do this So Christopher thought that this route took forever to navigate and it was actually true So he'd look for people to pitch his new idea to it was almost like the shark tank of the 1400s then finally when he found the perfect investor who was the emperor of spain at the time ferdinand ii he experimented with the new route and thus he set sail on august 3rd 1492 with his crew and three ships nina pinta and santa maria after a while and a journey across the atlantic he landed on the shores of some sort of place which he thought was india After looking through the land along with his crew, he found some indigenous people who he named the Indians, still delusional and ta- thinking that he was in India. But then, when he found out he was not in India at all, he still tried to make the best of this situation as he still wanted to please King Ferdinand II as without his investment or without his help, he would not be able to actually go to India or find a new route to India. So, He looked around and looked for things that he could take back to Spain. And that's when he found cocoa beans, which is the source of our favorite dessert, chocolate, chips and potatoes. Yes, this is a very random mixture, but anyways, these are all the things that were used by the native Indians that had not yet come all the way to Europe. So he took all of them and he shoved them onto his boat and he also took some Indians and made them as slaves. And you know when the emperor saw his staff he was quite pleased and even though he had not gone to India he had actually gotten the emperor rich and he had allowed for a follow up excursion During the following years many Europeans heard about Christopher Columbus and his big discovery and all the people who he had gone to were terribly sad that they had not in fact invested in him they themselves had launched their own voyages going to the new world which was the united states or at the time india none of them actually succeeded until the english came about now i have read many many articles about the british coming to the united states and they were quite long and really confusing and it took me about an hour and a half just to figure out what happened so here is 
a quick and basic summary. So, the British sent a bunch of men to try and colonize the United States, but all of them either failed or sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. The British wanted someone to do it and tried to convince the public that going to the United States would be like instant wealth, but not everybody was convinced. Many people thought that the British wanted to use the investors to open up a new route to the Orient, which is East Asia, the same one our buddy Christopher Columbus was after. But nonetheless, somehow, some people did invest in the new world, thinking that it would be a great investment. But after a few years, they discovered that it may not necessarily be the best of the best investments. Whoa. So this is quite an interesting end to this episode. That's right, this is a cliffhanger. It took me 105 episodes to do that, so yep, I'm pretty surprised. But yes, you heard me right. You'll have to tune in next week to learn more about Los Estados Unidos. Will the British succeed? Will the colonies actually be established? And what happened to the investors? If the colonies are established, what does this mean for the United States? Stay tuned next episode to get answers to all these questions and more. Until next week, goodbye and Jay Hind from Kidacity.